0: what's up everybody what's cracking liking with the booty smacking it's the one and only your favorite photographer netory is one broadcasting to you live in the wreck here at the ac headquarters in north hollywood california and as usual we are back with another phenomenal show this is what's the word in case you don't know and of course the show isn't a show unless i got the lyrical genius by my side doughboy tony what's good famo
1: yo yo what's cracking shit it's your boy doughboy tony we're back with another episode of what's the word you know, straight from the headquarters of American Solo, the dopest podcast in the motherfucking world. And we got a guest today. My boy, Notorious, about to let y'all know who we got in the building, man.
0: Oh, most definitely, man. As always, we have another classic. We're about to have an amazing show today. But before anything, you know, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that's listening, that's tapping in, you know, on the live chat, whether you catch us on the live or, you know, catch us after, you know, I just want to say I really appreciate all the support, you know, every from, from the West Coast to the East Coast, man. I appreciate it all. And, uh, I want to take the time to what uh, anybody that wants to sponsor the show, feel free to, you know, tap in with me, dope boy Tony Gill. Let us know, man. You know, go ahead and uh, if you guys want to go ahead and um, you know, give any any business that you have, if you want to go ahead and have it here on the show, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's, you know, anything that has to do with food or whatever the case is, promote your show, talk to us, man. We'll definitely go ahead and, you know, place it here on the table. But the person that we have, man, he's a definition of a hustler, 24 7. Ever since I met this cat, I met him. He was working. He was working on the field. And um, he's been nonstop ever since. Every time I'm on his Instagram, he's at another show, at another show, working everywhere, man. And Hustler of the Year, hands down. You know, he's a film director, a videographer, photographer, music producer, man. Everybody give a shout out to my boy, Smitty Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up, my people? Much love and respect. What's Thank up, you so much for having me. No, of course, man. You know, you could have been anywhere in the world, big dog, but you're right here chilling with us, and I really appreciate that for oh, sure. Oh, you know I had to show up, you know? You know it. Uh, yes, sir. But yeah, man. So what's up, fellas, man? You know what? Um, Summer's over with. We finally enter fall. You know, uh, to me, my favorite time of the year. You know? All that all that musty weather is out. You know, finally we could kick it, rock a pullover, rock a sweater. Some sweats. The, you know? The, uh, the, uh... Uh, the pumpkin spice, (laughs) (laughs) pumpkin spice lattes and shit. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, the reason this is my favorite part of the year is because I'm a football fanatic. Like football, hands down. Don't get me wrong. Basketball is cool. Baseball is cool. But football, to me, is where it's at. So finally, man, you know that's something that you know we've been. We should talk about sports, you know. And we never had the opportunity to talk about the NFL. But uh, now that the NFL is here, man, you know let's let's give everybody a little quick, you know, quick update as to what's going on. Obviously, we in California. You know, so home of the Rams, I hate to say it. No doubt. Know? But the Rams took an L, man. They lost to the Bengals in 16-19, Monday yeah. Night Football. Oh, boy, Tony, being that, that's your team, how do you feel, big dog? What's up? Hey, you know what? It's crazy,
1: bro, because I know we're one and two right now, but I'm actually happy with the way my team's looking, bro. I mean, everybody had the lowest expectations for us. We got the second youngest team in the league, bro. We right. Got, we were full of fucking rookies. But uh, you know what? They're doing their thing. You know, shout out Puka Nakua, dude. We're missing Cooper Cup, and it's like if we're not even missing him, man. You know, dude the homies doing his thing, and I can just imagine with Cooper's back, bro. You know, uh, Kyron Williams, our running back, he stepped up. We got rid of Cam Akers. Uh, overall, bro, the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are the Bengals. At the yeah. end of the day, they're still they're still a great team. You know, you got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins. Yeah, they're stacked at the end of the day, and uh. You know, losing by three points, I ain't too mad at it. No, I ain't definitely. too mad at it. And uh, the way the season's looking, bro, it's a little gives a little bit of hope, you know. So Honestly, you guys surprised, you
0: guys surprised me when you guys went head up against the 49ers, bro. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, I'm not gonna lie, that was that was a close matchup, man.
1: I, shit, going into that game, I thought like fuck, we about to get smacked, bro. Like yeah. I thought it was gonna be the most embarrassing shit ever, bro. But you know what? The way
0: we lost, I'm not even mad at it, bro. Nah, for sure. And obviously, you know, California, we got the Raiders, the Raider fans. Obviously, you know, I'm not a Raider fan, but I know you guys are everywhere. But I'm glad to say this stat. Y'all lost to the Steelers too, man, you know. And uh, I mean, Raiders fans, what's going on, man? Talk to us, man. Tell us what's going on on the live chat. You know, express to us how you guys are feeling about your team because um, you guys got a new quarterback, Garoppolo, right? Yeah, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Garoppolo, yeah, Garoppolo. And honestly, uh, by you guys, you know, you guys gave Derek Carr the book. And I don't know, man. I, maybe you guys, he was, you guys thought he was going to be your savior, but it didn't really matter. I don't know, man. You guys it's like they went from
1: play? it's like they went from bad to worse with the right. QBs.
0: <laughs> Not most definitely, and obviously, you know, let's give love to the Chargers as they got the dub twenty eight twenty four over the Vikings. You know, um, they're putting in work too. So, you know that that division. I mean, for the most part, you already know Casey's always a favorite. Oh, for sure. The way they are looking this year, I mean, shit. I think. They're going to be the top dogs once again.
1: Yeah. I mean, for what it looks like so far, but in reality, that that division's up for grabs, bro. Yeah. You know, KC's not as strong as they were the past, like, two yeah. or
0: three seasons. Not for sure. But yeah. Smitty, man, one thing that me and you have in common, Big Dog, we both some Cowboy fans, you know? Yes, sir. And although we started the season phenomenal, we destroyed the Giants. Yes. 40 zip. That's crazy. Right off the bat, I was impressed. I'm like, okay, you know, hey, finally, you know, for you know, since 1994, I've been waiting for this season. And we started off good. Week, week number two, we played against the, the New York fucking Jets. Against, we beat them as yeah. well. So I was like, okay. The Cardinals, I was looking past them. I was like, you know what? Easy, Doug. We got it. <laughs> I was wrong, man. <laughs> we lost, man. And it's crazy how you start off, you know, you're on top of the world with these two wins. Suddenly, suddenly we lose to the Cardinals and it makes everybody question everything. Like, man, are we that team? What's going on? You know, uh, are we going to have another typical season, or like, what's going on with the Cowboys? But I don't know, man. You know, our defense looks amazing. You know, we have parses right now. That's that's everywhere on the field defensively. Um, Prescott started off cool, but last week Dak looked like Dak, man. You know, um, Dak is going to do Dak. <laughs> He's always going to be Dak, <clears throat> man. Every it's time, every bad. time I give him the benefit of the doubt, like we go back to the to the same thing and. For You know, against the Cardinals, I feel like we couldn't get that momentum. Couldn't yeah. get it, you know? Like, they were doing everything that they wanted with us. Um, When it came to our defense, even our offense, we couldn't do anything. So, you know, but I am very confident. I will say this. The Cowboys this season will not lose twice back-to-back. We got the Patriots next, so for sure that's a dub. Notorious right here said it first, so, you know, that's <laughs> without a doubt. But everybody on the live chat, man, you know, rep your team. Rep your team. Hell Give yeah. them a shout-out. You know, once we take calls, call in, talk shit, you know how we do it. But, yeah, man, so that's that goes with football. So, but on Saturday, you know, a pair of undisputed champions meet for the 168 crown this Saturday, right? So, that's Canelo's fa- uh, facing Charlo. Charlo. That right there, man, they're going, you know, they're going for all the belts. Smitty. Um, yeah. Yeah. T- tell me uh first of all do you like what you like watching
2: boxing or not really uh i'm too busy to watch shit like that bro no, yeah <laughs> i'm always usually at the fight nights usually on a show night or something you know right so i mean but i mean i do enjoy it to me i feel uh these days everything's fucking rigged bro so i mean you're not really getting those those fights where fools are beating the shit out of each other everyone's just dancing yeah you know what i mean it's it's nearly yeah. not it's not the same bro you know what i mean back back when i was you know growing up i'm only 33 bro but I remember when Tyson was knocking Fools out in the first fucking 30 seconds in the fucking round, bro. Yeah. I just knocking yeah. him the fuck out, you know? Yeah. But right now, you know,
0: just like off, off of Hustle's mentality, let's just say you want to turn 20 into 40 and you have the opportunity to bet. You going with Canelo or you going with Charlo on this one? Uh, I'll say Canelo. Canelo for sure? Yeah.
2: What about easy you, though, boy? What's can up, canelo, man? Canelo, easy. Talk
0: to do. me, man. Tell me how you, how you feel the fight's going to play out. What do you think? What's your opinion? Um...
1: Well, I mean, Canelo is just going to do Canelo, bro. To me, that's the best boxer in the world. It's the best boxer I've seen. Um, and he's always just, he's ready for it, bro. I believe Charlo hasn't fought in like, what, two years? I believe. Yeah. I, know, I know he's like 32-0 and 0 or some shit. And you never know, he's though. He's got like 22 knockouts. I know. It's—it's it's, no, At the end dog. of the day, homie's a great boxer. Charlo, a Charlo's a phenomenal boxer, but I just think, I think Canelo's got the upper
2: hand on him a good underdog story to come up you know that'd be a good little honestly right yeah. now yeah
0: this is this is the opportunity that everybody prays for you know like you get the chance to knock down the king yeah so yeah. hey man you know at the end of the day as a fan i just hope we have a great fight and you know no but um yeah who man, you got bro you ain't say who you got me i mean obviously you know shit i, I want to go with canelo you know obviously yeah stick it to the brown team i want i want us to you know but i mean canelo already has done everything bro yeah and you know he already has accomplished so much, but it, it is going to be a challenge. I will say that, and that's what I respect about him because right now he could just walk away, dog and 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 he's already considered a legend, but this motherfucker, as much money as he has, as much as he are, as he already has accomplished, he's still stepping up to different challenges. Yeah, It's not an easy fight, bro, So for him to even take this fight, that's props, 100 percent. No doubt, yeah, without a doubt, you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're hustling us right here on the table we're hustling you know just uh a couple of weeks ago you know we all came across each other in vegas yeah i came yeah. across we all came across each other in vegas and sure enough without me knowing nothing i see my boy smitty smith out there putting in <laughs> work man and i want you uh to talk to me a little bit about the chicano fest man tell me uh tell me you know what's your
2: perspective on the whole event uh i thought it was an amazing event bro you know what i mean uh um uno hit me up and say hey, my boy i, I you know what i mean i want you to film the, sh- the 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 event you know what i mean and uh and that's exactly what i did bro you know what i mean uh it was it was great i, I love seeing uh you know all the all the homies the raza come together and everyone enjoy themselves with no drama no no shootings no stabbings no crazy fights everything was just love and unity and peace and and that's what it's all about man everyone just coming with their family and their kids and just enjoying themselves enjoying good music and and good atmosphere and positivity you know what i mean um and uh it was a wonderful event everyone who was there you know they had food vendors they had a whole bunch of good stuff you know i mean it was awesome it was it was it was a great time i I loved it
0: i definitely man shout out to Shout Out to Mr. Little One, you know, he did a hell of a job yeah, yeah. with that, yeah. And it was crazy because so, um, JR, my uncle that, that sings, he you know, he tapped in with me. He was like, Hey, you know, I want to go ahead and perform with Doughboy Tony. We're gonna, you know, um, we're gonna perform and, and let's go, yeah. So, again, I was like, Man, whatever, you know, right now, I'm really cool with Prime. Shout out to my big bro, Prime, if, if he's watching, and obviously, Prime is Conejo's right hand man, so. Yeah. I tapped in with them and sure enough, they're like, hey man, Prime told me, hey, I'm not gonna be there. Cornejo said, Green light, bro, come through. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, you know, Dope Boy Tony's is, is performing. Cornejo is telling me, I'm like, fuck it, man, let's go. Yeah. And yeah. again, without me even knowing, just the fact that, you know, I, I meet up with you out there, that that right there was dope. But Dope Boy Tony, man, talk to me um about your experience, bro. You perform, you rock the stage, and yeah, and, and tell me, tell me uh, uh, your take on it uh
1: i loved it bro you know um i feel like uh smitty summed it up well you know seeing the Rasa just come together and uh seeing the the people you know the people that came to support the show you know everybody looked like they were having a good time despite it being hot as fuck <laughs> oh, i know, yeah, the, I know yeah. the
2: homie kept coming back yeah, to the green room you kept coming in you're like fuck dude, oh, I, mean, my booth, way too I had a there. vendor booth <laughs> no one <laughs> knows but i had a vendor booth i had ice cream i kept going back fucking yeah. like yeah. having ice cream <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, uh, nah, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see all the artists, all the raza, you know, we came together and we threw an event for the, for the people. Well, I mean, we didn't throw it, but we were part of it, you know, shout out Little One and uh, everybody who was behind it, but it was a great experience, dog, you know, getting to meet um, other people that are in the same industry as me, you know, uh, talking about collaborating and everything, and everybody showed nothing but love and respect, bro, The overall, the my experience was great.
0: You know what's crazy? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, maybe because this is my first time actually being out of state, you know, to see a performance, but I feel as though the people, I don't know, maybe in LA, we're kind of too bougie. The crowd is maybe a little too bougie, but I feel like in Vegas, bro, everybody was was rocking out, showing love without a doubt. Oh, yeah, bro. It, you I
1: don't think? know.
0: You, I mean, you think it's, it's? I mean, did, did you feel the difference or you think uh, it's, it's the same
1: thing? I think I felt the difference. Yeah. Uh, of course. Um, I don't know if it's maybe just kind of like out here is just a regular thing you know it happens all the time we have shows all the time out, out here and...
2: you get the crowd that just standing there just yeah you know
1: all the events out here a lot of the times it's like the same artists that we get out here so right. like a lot of people are just you know yeah they're used to it it's oversaturated out here. exactly that's right. the word it's oversaturated and then uh when you go to somewhere like vegas who they don't experience that all the time pff, bro you know they're they're ecstatic about it.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely what it seemed like. Now, Smitty, man. I mean, obviously, like I said, bro. One thing that I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued with is is your hustle, and the reason that you're here. I wanna, I wanna find out where does that hustle come from. And um, with that being said, I, I want to take it to the very beginning, bro. As far as uh, you know, for anybody that wants to little know, know a little bit more about you, where exactly were you born and raised? That.
2: Well, I, was, I was born right here in California. I'm from Rolling Heights, California. Uh, if you don't know where it's at, it's right across from Puente you know what I mean um grew up there uh not too much long you know what I mean uh, i I grew up in uh you know foster homes group homes and everything else since like you know eight nine years old you know what I mean all the way up to almost 18 you know what I'm saying in and out in and out um so but but Roland Heights will always be home you know what I mean um yeah bro that's where I, that's where I grew up man and uh but uh it was a, it was a it was a dark upbringing,
0: you know what I'm saying So, I mean, if, if you don't mind, let's, let's get into detail about that. So talk to me, um, let's start off with your parents. How were, how how were your parents like growing up?
2: Um, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, well, you know, uh, respectfully, you know, my dad really wasn't present too much. You know what I mean? Um, my mom, I guess she, you know, she did her best, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? Uh, you know that's uh I really don't want to speak too negatively on on them you know what I'm saying uh just the positives you know what I mean uh they did what they could um you know but uh yeah it was it was a it was a dark you know what I mean it was pretty dark you know for me if if you could get into detail like 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 I want you to paint
0: this picture right let's just say talk to me how were times like in elementary or the early stages of your life uh you have both parents at home uh just moms
2: where you were with grandma how was it dad Dad was pretty much gone after two mom you know what I mean worked a lot, I had a stepdad, you know what I mean um uh from 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 what I always remembered, bro, I was always troubled bro I was always troubled, I had a lot going on, you know what I mean my grandma uh helped raise me, you know what I'm saying for the times that I wasn't around mom, you know what I mean um when I wasn't you know busted or you know what I mean I was always with Grandma, you know what I mean growing up right there um yeah, bro. Uh pretty much uh elementary was crazy, bro. I got kicked out like in third third grade, second grade, third grade, got kicked out the district. They sent yeah. me to like an all boys probation school called Mid Valley in Baldwin Park. All everybody had an ankle bracelet, everybody. <laughs> everybody was just fucking the outcast of all their districts and shit, you know? Yeah. Um uh, but yeah, like it was it was pretty crazy, man, you know? Uh yeah, growing up, man, like a lot a lot of a lot of pain. That's all I got to say. That's the details. A lot of pain, a lot of drama, a lot of toxicness, you know, but I'm grateful for it all. You know what I mean?
0: Are you a only child? Um, do you have any other cousins? or Are you pretty much soaking up all, all this loneliness and pain by yourself?
2: No. Well, you know, I mean, the story uh, of where all that pain comes from, you know, I mean, that's, that's, where, the, you know, that's where the pain comes from. But I'm not an only child. Uh, I have, uh, well, technically, I'm the only one for me and my, 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 my dad, right? I mean, my mom and my dad. But then I have my stepbrother, my little brother, DJ. And then I have uh, four other brothers from my dad. You know what I mean? So half brothers from my dad. Um, So technically five brothers, you know what I mean? Um, But uh, I grew up with older primos. You know what I mean? I got put on game with them. You know, so uh, I grew up a little fast. You know what I mean? Um, um, But yeah, that's pretty much... uh, yeah. So right. you would
1: say, like, when you were growing up, you were always like the, the little homie, always just around the older people, like at all times. And
2: <laughs> I'd be at parties in Puente. I'd be the little fucking mascot, the nine-year-old getting fucked up. You know? <laughs> 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 My primo would have to carry me home, yes, fucking yeah. all wasted and shit. Like, man, good times, man. But you know, like, um, that that that's that's what it was, man. I was always influenced like that. Um, A lot of older homies always doing things that I shouldn't be doing for my age. You know what I mean? Growing up way too fast, you know? Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, you know, you live and you learn, you know? Um, I'm grateful for it all, bro, you know?
0: Yeah. So as opposed to people kind of giving you game, hey, you know what, stay away. It's safe to say that people influence you more. Hey, here you go, bro. Um, Here's this beer. or Here's this joint. Or, or, you know, they'll they'll pump you up into.
2: Well, when you're you're young and, and you don't feel any love. You know, what I mean, you get love from where you can get it from, you know, what I mean, whether that be from the homies, whether that be from, you know, partying or fucking whatever the case may be, you know, um, that's where you get it from. So it's not really like, you know,
0: talk to me. I want to know, like, when when did you start it to feel like, OK, you know what? The way I'm growing up isn't right. Or, you know what, man, my mom isn't treating me like like. Um if you could get into detail on that like explain to me when when we started to notice that that your life is is going a little different
2: as far as negatively
0: yes as far as like like the love missing the oh, guidance not being there with with your parents
2: I feel it's been there since for, since the jump you know and 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 I want to make this clear respect to them I have no ill will towards them God bless them you know what I mean um there's no ill will feeling obviously the past of the past we can't go back and change it you know, but um, it's been, it's always been there. The neglect, the, the lack of love, the lack of comfort, you know, like I said, me being a grown man these days and not wanting to spill hate or be bitter or be like, ah, oh, she was this, you know, I just say, you know what, she did what she could, you know what I mean? She did what she could of what she knew at the time, you know what I mean? And it may have been wrong. It may have been, you know what I mean? Whatever. But, you know. She did She did what she can, you know what I mean? And I'm over it. I've moved on, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's always been there, dude. It's always been there. I've always felt that. That's why I've always, you know, um, there was never really love, I feel, in my from from my perspective. Right. You know what I mean? If you were to ask them, they'd probably be like, oh, that's, you know, whatever. But, you know, from my perspective, it was just a lot of, you know, a lot of um, physical torment, you know what I'm saying, a, a verbal, you know what I mean, torment. Uh, it just wasn't a nice a nice upbringing, you know what I mean? Right. So there was a lot of pain growing up, you know, at eight years old, eight, nine years old, I went to the foster homes, in and out, in and out, went through so many, experienced so much abuse in there, so much physical abuse. Um, then going into uh, state facilities, you know what I mean? All that stuff, doing, you know, all all this crazy shit, bro. So I experienced so much uh, craziness right. as, as growing up. You know what I mean? And, and if you knew me back then, I was always so fucking crazy, man. I was always so, like, on one because I always felt like um, like I had to be the, the, the one to kind of just, like, uh, in my sense, in my... And this is where I break it all down, bro, for me. I felt I was so crazy and always started shit and provoked and everything because I felt like if I did it first it wouldn't you, come to me
1: you wanted to be the aggressor yeah i wanted yeah. to but but
2: but, only, but because i didn't want to be messed with this yeah see when i was young i was a very sweet kid well i feel you know what i mean i wasn't like a, a monster yet you know what i mean i had to create that persona because of all the shit that went goes on in, in those places you know what i mean yeah um you know what i mean and uh that's the that person i had to create to defend myself to be safe you know what i mean in there you have Eight nine year old kids locked up with fourteen year old kids in the same dorm and shit like that. You know what I mean? People are getting fucking punked and all that. And you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. bad. It's it's not a nice environment, especially for you know I mean, a kid. I, I I have a son of my own. You know what I mean, and and uh, and I couldn't. He's he's the age where all this started. I couldn't right. imagine him going through what I went through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no way. So to answer your question, where does the hustle come from? I, I from from being so. Uh, neglected from life, you know right. what I mean? And not just not neglected from life in general, but me neglecting my own opportunities, you know what I mean? Me me, uh, uh, burning my own bridges, me doing all that other stuff, me being so negative and so, um, uh, you know, just just dark energy, you know what I mean? I, I killed a lot of opportunities for myself growing up, you know? And uh, I really didn't get my shit together until I was like 25, bro.
1: Right so at 25 is that when you felt like you really understood where all like the anger and like the trauma like why it made you who you were do you feel like you you understood it earlier on but you just kind of didn't care i
2: didn't think i was gonna live to see 25 i didn't give a fuck bro like i was fucking just just chaotic bro i was just i would be homeless i'd be all doing all this other shit i'd be i mean i'm just running amok and I was trying to do music, trying to do this, but I really didn't grow up until I had my son. Okay, you know what I mean. My son, at that exact moment, it said, "You know what? You need to put all your feelings aside because this little boy depends on you. If you don't fucking work, you don't hustle, you don't he don't eat. You know what I mean?" Yeah. Uh, I got out. Uh, 2012, I caught a a, a gun charge, and uh, a gun charge, and um, and uh, there I was facing like fucking ten years because of the fucking I was. There was, like, eight charges, you know, um, uh, brandishing a firearm on a fucking peace officer because shit got crazy, bro. You know what I mean? It was on my birthday. Uh, the 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 shotgun that I had, it, I pulled the plug. I had altered fucking the shave serial numbers. Uh, I got it off, you know what I mean? Whatever. And fucking, um, yeah, bro, it was it was bad. So I was looking at all that time. I ended up fucking getting a lawyer, and uh, they ended up giving me, like, a joint suspension. And fucking, I was on my toes you know what i mean anybody knows joint suspension like you fucking jaywalk you're going you're fucking they're throwing you away for your full fucking time you know but um my homeboy had a truck company you know what i mean uh shout out to my homeboy alfie and um he really saved my life bro right because up until that point i had no motivation to do nothing he gave he blessed me with opportunity to um to really make something of myself bro And, and uh, he put me in a truck And I was driving all over this place And I, he really gave me a sense of real money Real responsibility, accountability You know what I mean uh, You know we, we would be in those trucks all day long bro Just just working you know
0: I want to I take it back for a second real quick Because I feel like we kind of sped up Yeah a yeah bit, yeah but, So Because you said it like very nonchalant But I feel like what you said that's That's something very serious You said you were 8 years old And you went to a foster home Explain to me the feelings that you felt as a kid. You know, going like shit, like you you have to go to foster home. Explain to me what a young S- Smitty Smith is is feeling. How do you feel? Can you can you talk about that date? You know, I, I I want you like 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 give me the details, Big Dog.
2: Okay. Um, damn, no one's ever asked me this. This is good. This is great. Um, I was I was I was very scared. I was very um, I was lost. You know, um but damn, I'm gonna be real, though, from what I was enduring at home, I was willing to to accept that new this new life, you know what I mean, of going through this whole thing because to escape what I was dealing with at home, you know what I mean, um um it was you know i mean it it, it was very dark bro you know what i mean it was very dark uh just the people aren't nice you know what i mean the the foster parents might be nice but the kids their kids might be like hating on you or i remember uh i had a little uh radio they broke it uh my grandma's picture that i had I had a picture of my grandma and grandpa and they took it and uh just a lot of fucking abuse bro there's a lot of abuse i mean i've went through so many foster homes probably like 15 20 foster homes and there was only one that was really, really good to me, bro. But by then I was so far gone already from, from the toxic shit I've already gone through, through all the other ones. I was the one that was bullying the kid that was there. Right. It's been there for years. And she goes, I'm sorry, you know, like, I got to let you go. Like you're hurting this kid. And they, they adopted that kid, you know, but, um, it was just a lot of stuff, you know, uh, parents making the us kids fight, you know, like fucking gladiator shit. You know what I mean? We're little kids, but he, this fool's fucking me up, you know what I mean, and, uh, when I would fucking win, they'd throw me in the room, and just take away all my shit, and just leave me in there, you know what I mean, uh, um, from what I remember, I don't remember a lot of stuff, because, uh, it's very traumatic, you know what I mean, and, uh, our, I think our brains naturally shut off all memories when shit's really super traumatic, you know, but, um, I, I guess I say it all nonchalant, homie, because i moved I moved on. Right. You know what I mean? I don't hold any on uh, any resentment like that no more. I don't hold on to any of the pain no more. You know what I mean? I'm grateful for it because it's made me a better father because I'll never let my kid, you know what I mean, feel that way ever, you know? Um, but just a lot of a lot of crazy stuff in there, bro. You know, what I mean a lot of things in the facilities, a lot of a lot of crazy shit, man. Staff fucking up, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, fucking us up and uh you know us fucking each other up and stabbings all all that shit, bro, you know, like all that shit goes down in there, and uh it really had to make me fucking be in that mode all the time, you know what I mean, is there a certain day
0: that maybe stands out, maybe the craziest day, the saddest day, or is is there one day
2: that that pop like stands out from the rest? I'm gonna be real with you, bro, like all those years were 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 hard on me, bro, all those years were hard on me, um you know. It's, I remember I went in um, like two days before Christmas in 2002, two days before Christmas, bro. And I was just like, I was, uh, I think, 11 or 12 years old. And uh, I think I did like 11 months or something like that. And I was like, damn, bro. Like like. so for so many years until I had my kid, you know, what I mean, um, up until 25, I really I really never celebrated uh, holidays I didn't celebrate birthdays I didn't feel I deserved it bro I didn't I didn't feel like deserved nothing dog you know I was so. uh I just closed myself to all feelings everything everybody who knows me back then like like I just I had a good heart and if you if you knew me I had a good heart and you knew it but you know I really uh I was just really in a dark space bro anger and hate fueled my filled my life you know and um and I just wasn't a good, I just wasn't in a good space ever, bro. You know what I mean?
0: Let's just say right now there's there's a, somebody, a kid at, at the foster home, right? Maybe dealing with the same stuff that you did. Let's just say right now the holidays are coming up, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Um, If you could give them any advice as to how to keep their head up,
2: what would you tell them? Stay strong, mijo. Stay strong. Stay strong. You know, just know that it's, this is not going to last forever. Just know that that these times aren't going to last forever. You know? um. You're, it's it's beyond your understanding at this moment in time that you think this is forever because you're living in it right now. It's it's it is your right now, but this is not forever. Learn from this. Learn from these times. Identify, you know, identify with yourself during these times. You're gonna learn about yourself during these times. You're gonna know how strong you really are when in these times. And even though those tears may fall every single day and you might cry yourself to sleep, eventually those tears are gonna stop. You know what I mean? But don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself. You are worthy of love. You're worthy of being loved. You know, you're worthy of, uh, of, of you know, you're a very special person. We're all special, you know. And even though you might feel because nobody's giving you any love or nobody's giving you any attention or any affection, doesn't mean you're not worthy of it and you don't deserve it. You know, we all deserve to be loved and be t- treated treated well. Unfortunately, some of us get the shitty end of the stick early on in life. And and uh, and some are blessed with love and happiness and families and some are blessed to to really go through some shit, but just know it's not going to go in vain because as you get older and when you become a man, and when you have your own kids, you're going to love them even harder. You know, what I mean, you're going to love them better than the next man, most likely, because you've already suffered as a kid. And you know how that feels to not have your parents or not have this or not have that. And you're going to go extra hard for them and be an extra good human being in life, you know, because you're really going to know those experiences that you've that you've endured during your life. So just know, you know, what I mean, Th- this pain that you feel today is not forever. Today's pain is not tomorrow's pain. You know, what I mean, and, and uh, um, eventually, you know, it's going to be OK, So just hold on and pray to god if you don't know god get to know him you know what i mean how do i do that just look up to the sky and say god if you're real please be there for me and he's going to show you you know he's going to show you how how real he really is and it's going to be okay and just know that um if no one's ever said they love you i love you and it's going to be all right that's, that's deep time. man that's yeah, deep. that's that's beautiful. powerful man
0: yes sir so smitty smith in middle school was already knucklehead oh
2: i was already bullshit. kicked out of all the schools bro all of them i never lasted you know i never lasted dropped out of school uh at 16 i was super smart too bro i remember being smart as a tutor like other little kids and shit and and then just everything just spiraled out of control bro you know what i mean things got dark and uh you know started drinking no, i mean i was drinking already um uh smoking all that shit i wasn't really a huge smoker but you know i mean i fuck around you know um i was able to buy uh beer since like i think 15 15, 16 years old so i was at the rolling heights liquor right there buying fucking cases of 40s (laughs) for all the homies and they can vouch that shit you know (laughs) we'd be at the park and man everyone just save all their monies back then you know and uh, we just get case of 40s and shit and um you know Live, living that living that uh that low life. You
1: know. I know you mentioned being incarcerated. How old were you when you caught like your first case?
2: Uh man. You know, it wasn't it, it wasn't really the cases. It was me um always being put away in those facilities, you know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. So I've been caught with like like uh like um well not caught. So I used to sell a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd be selling a lot of pills, you know, because back then they had me on like Ritalin, Cereco, I'd have weed, the other homie from Pomona, he would give me fucking shit and I'd slang it. And I would be, I would go to school on these campuses when I lived on the street, um, I'd go to these uh, in-campus in schools. So everybody who lived there was from that group home, right? But I'd be yeah. from the street, so I'd be bringing them in. Now, a lot of these fools don't have cash. Or some of them would have cash, but they'd be giving me iPods. I'd have, like, 30 fucking iPods. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, uh, uh, I'd have, like, fucking, like, 1,200 bucks in cash all the time on me. And Dude. I'm I'm a 15, 16-year-old kid. You know what I mean? But they'd always find them with the dope. You know what I mean? They'd always uh. find them with the pills. But I would never get caught. You know what I mean? So, the way... That was, like, my first real little fucking case, right? And um, they told me... Um, they told me... Uh, The school district got involved, and they said, well, technically, we didn't find nothing on him, and the kids aren't saying anything, but we found the dope on them. And he has a bunch of money. He has all this shit on him. One plus one equals two. You know what I mean? So because they couldn't technically, like, charge me or nothing, they still uh, sent me away. I remember they sent me away to Texas. They shipped me to Texas, bro, because the little fucking facilities, I already had a record being in these facilities, I would run away no problem, bro. I'd always run away, I'd always fucking do my thing. I'd go for 5 days. I remember fucking uh I was like 9, 10 years old and I walked from uh this facility in San Dimas all the way to West Covina through the canyons. You know the 57 right there in Covina Boulevard? Have you ever been right there? Yeah. yeah. All that canyon, that green underneath the pass. I walked through all that shit, bro. I remember being a little ass kid walking through um like the tunnels with my with bare shoes and for miles, bro. And I remember walking and and making it through finally like a day later and i'm like now that i think about it now i'm like damn bro i could have i could have been eaten by a fucking mountain lion i could have been raped by a fucking serial killer in there like i was a little ass kid my son's age a little bit older than my son's age small ass guy alone in the canyons bro i'm just like damn and that was one of the facilities so i have i had a history of always running away so they said look we can't charge him well this was what was told to me you know i mean i was always fucking all fucked up back then but uh, they said, oh, they we can't charge you, but because uh, whatever, we talked to your parent or whatever, your mom, and she said, fucking send you away. And um, yeah, dog, they shipped me to fucking Houston, Texas, bro. League City, Texas, which is right next to Houston. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was like... But uh, it was like everybody was from California there, but it was like a straight lockdown facility, bro. Like straight locked the fuck down. So it's like... It might not have been like the halls, but like... Yeah. Dog, you know what I mean? Like that shit was fucking... Fools are fucking each other up with fucking batteries and socks and a whole bunch of shit, dog. I, I fucking almost went to, uh, uh, TDC because some fucking, uh, I'm not going to say no colors or names or whatever, but this fucking dumbass, you know what I mean? This guy at the time was woofing his mouth all the time. And, uh, my roommate fucking, he's from, uh, he was from Boland. He fucking, uh, some shit was really brewing, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, there was a lot of racial tension there. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and uh, he made me a fucking, uh, you know what I mean? A fucking little big with the razor on it. You know what I mean? And uh, right when this shit was happening, right when we're going to fucking, uh, you know, morning chow and shit, you know, um, this fucking guy, ah, man, we started getting into it. I broke that shit out. The fucking staff member goes like this to intervene. Yeah. I end up slicing him right here on his fucking ear. The staff and, member? Yeah, the-, the staff member. Oh, he goes shit. like this. Yeah. Right in front of me. And I fucking boom. And it slices him, right? And yeah. it fucks them up, bro. Because this is a straight razor on a fucking bick, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, oh shit! They split us up. This these dudes are talking about like, hey, fucking, you're gonna go to real fucking Texas, fucking, uh, um, prison over here. You know what I mean? For for youth. It's like the it's like um like YA. For it's like that? YA for fucking over there, Texas, right? Yeah. And um, and I was like, fuck, that shit wasn't for you, bro. And he's like, and then they said, let me. Uh, he wants to talk to you, right? He's all bandaged and shit. And I said, hey, man, I just want to say I, I'm very sorry, bro. I never meant to do that to you. That wasn't for you. These dudes are over here threatening my fucking existence. You know what I mean? And uh, I had to do what I had to do. I felt what I had to do. And you intervened, bro, at the last one. He goes, I know. He goes, I just wanted to make sure. He goes, I just wanted to see if you're sorry or not. Because he was feeling me out. Like, do I fucking press charges on this fool? Because yeah. it was already the cops, the Texas cops are already there and everything, bro. And uh, he's like, nah, I'm not going to uh, press charges on you. So that shit saved me, bro, because I yeah. would have fucking, you know what I mean? That would have took a whole different turn.
1: Yeah, and that could have completely changed your life story, bro. Like, you yeah. never know. You know, you would have landed somewhere in a prison out there. You never know what could have happened.
0: Dog,
2: it would have been yeah. all fucking bad. And this and, is what, like teenage years right here? Yeah, I was 16, yeah. bro. 16? I was 16, and then um, I released out of there like 17 and a half. And then after that, um, I was out for a little while, and then... um you know little county bids here and there fucking here and there nothing crazy i never really did fucking no fucking prison time or nothing like that bro i've always been blessed i've always got lucky you know what i mean um um uh, never never nothing like that i thank god bro because i've done some shit you know what i mean i've never oh, been yeah. never been to prison homie and i'm really thankful for that i just done a lot of county time you know what i mean without um, a doubt something that I, obviously I, I could hear the pride every time we
0: talk about your son you know um which to me, that's that's really dope to hear that you take a lot of pride in being a father. Now, um, being a father, right? Obviously, that that shows you a whole the that gave you the love that you never had ever in your life. But now, did that somewhat make you want to have a, a bond, a relationship with your mother to kind of,
2: I guess, fill in that gap? Of, I'm gonna be real, bro. Me and my mom still to this day haven't talked. We haven't talked in years. And how do you feel about that? <sighs> Me going to church now and everything else, bro. Getting my life right and having peace in my life. I've never had peace in my life. Uh, now I finally do have peace, and you know it. It bothers me because I want her to be a part of uh, my life and my story, you know. But when you have so much history with the person and it's not positive, and there's just so much just bad blood, you know what I mean, between you both. It's just best to say, you know what, I wish you well, but like. Just stay where you're at and I'll stay where I'm at. And but it's like I don't wish bad upon her. I don't say like, oh, I hope she fucking rots in hell. Like shit. I don't ever say that, bro. I I, I just met up with my little brother for his birthday and I said, How's she doing? And he goes, Oh, she's okay. And this is like, cool. I said, I just want to let you know, I I don't know what she says, but I don't feel anything towards her. You know what I mean? I don't feel any hate. I don't feel any bitterness. I wish her love. I wish her happiness. I wish her success. And I mean, I wish her the best in life. It's just you know the few times that she has come back in my life it always just just spirals out of control and just goes negative you know and where i'm at when you have peace in your life you know you don't want anything to disturb that peace you know um but i pray on it if it's meant for you know if it's meant to be and god wants that for my life and he wants her to have a relationship with me then then it'll happen in his time you know what i mean in his due time you know um but yeah, I answered your question right
0: there. Uh, yeah. I mean it's it's tough because I have a mother that I love and I adore and, and I cherish the relationship that I have with my mother. Yeah. You know, it's it's if it feels good knowing that I mean, God forbid, if ever something happens to me, I know if I call my mom, she's there, bro, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we all need that, you know, and, and it's just unfortunate that, that you don't have that. And I really do hope that maybe hopefully one day, man, you and your mother are able to to just, yeah. you know, man, just I guess get over everything that has ever happened. Hopefully you guys are able to yeah. to
2: establish a, a relationship. Man. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I had a motherly figure. It was my grandma, the one who's tatted right here. She was my mom. She was the one that raised me. She died in 2020, broke my heart. I really feel like I put my mom in the ground that day because uh, she was really there for me. All the years I was put away in those fucking places, I could expect two letters a week every fucking week. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes it was five letters a week. So she always was there for me, always answered my phone calls, my collect calls, everything, bro. So I did have that motherly love. It just wasn't enough to save me from the fucking bullshit that I was going through, Yeah, you know right. I mean? the streets, all that shit. It wasn't enough. You know, I seeked more, you know, I started getting tatted up very, very early, like, thir- like 14, 15 years old. You know what I mean? Just just really starting to indulge myself in, in all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Um. But yeah, I did have that mother. I just want to state that for the oh, record. Yeah. I, I do, you know what I mean? She was my mom. My grandma was my mom. Tell me yeah. what's something that you miss about your grandma. Oh, Like, man. what? Tell me. I just miss how sweet she was. The unconditional love. The knowing my history. Knowing my past. I come home with blood on me and shit I'm rumbling. You know what I mean? With foods and, yeah. you know, fighting and all that shit. And uh, she, she would just, she wouldn't tell me nothing, bro. She would just be like, you okay, mijo? And. I'd come home drunk, fucking, she'd have a noodle for me the next morning. She'd make me cakes, bro. I just miss that unconditional love. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in my life right now, I feel like a fucking orphan, dog. I really do. My dad, he he's, he, he's existence in, in my life, but we just talk. We're just like homies. Like, hey, what's up, homies? You heard of this? Woo, 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 woo. Oh, you know any food selling some fucking Dayton's or a fucking Alpine? Oh, let me know, homie. Woo, woo, woo. But it, that's all it is. You know what I mean. So
1: you still talk to your dad more than you talk to your mom. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. but but I, it's. What about a? Once, I know you mentioned once in this, a while a stepdad does. The, a wonderful talk, man. I want to state that for the record, my my stepdad Darren is a wonderful man. Uh, he was there for me since like two years old, even to this day, bro. My car will break down. My car will, you know, whatever I need tires. He works, you know, at a at a at a spot that does all that shit, bro. And he still looks out for me to this day. I was having uh, lunch with him yesterday. You know, and nice. uh, a wonderful man, and he's and he's a good man. And it and I, I apologized to him early on. You know, a couple years ago. Um, you know, now that I'm more established in my life and I'm level headed, and I you know I have the the wisdom to acknowledge. Uh, I wasn't the nicest kid to him. You know, what I mean, I wasn't yeah. the nicest guy. He's always telling me, "You're not my dad," and you know, and he'd always be upset. You know, we've we've had a lot of history, but he's a great man. You know, what I mean, and a great grandpa. You know, and and I'm very thankful for him in my life. And I just want to say, uh, Darren, I'm really thankful for you. You know, I I appreciate you a lot.
0: That's that's
1: real. What would you, do you feel like, uh, like with your biological father, does he try to have a relationship with your son at all? Like, or is that still kind of... You're asking all the right questions,
2: bro. You're
0: asking. What's the word? Podcast. Maybe that's what we do.
2: I I don't want to speak negatively on anybody, but it's not really speaking negative. It's speaking facts. Yeah. And uh, in the... You know, eight years my son's been alive, you know, it'll be eight years in December. He's only seen him like three, four times, yeah. maybe five times. It hasn't been that many times, you know what I mean? And uh, we've had this conversation. I don't really want to put it out there too much, but I said, it's it's not, <laughs> it's your loss. It's not yeah. his loss. he has people who love him he's an awesome kid he's the most adorable loving kid ever yeah and if you don't want to see him and there's always excuses all well i'm this and i'm that and i don't you know i I, i'm you know i'm not i don't think i'm going to be around too much longer so i don't want to make him love me and that's bullshit you know and i'm sorry pops if you're watching this shit i'm sorry homie but that's the truth and you know it you know what i'm saying um it ain't his loss he's always going to have people who love him you know but you have an opportunity you have air in your lungs right now you have a car there's trains, there's this, if you really want to see your grandson, you can see him, you know, you know what I mean? Same thing with my mom. If she's watching this shit with my stepdad, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, because, uh, you know, my stepdad follows me on Instagram, you know? I'll never deny, you know what I mean, your grandkids. I'll never deny your grandkid anything, you know, to ever. You know, you just have to be woman enough to call me and say, hey, I would love to see my, you know what I mean? I'd love to see him, you know? And, and you can see him whenever you want, you know what I mean? You just have to be woman enough to call me. I'm not going to go chase you. You know what I mean? It's all love, you know? It just just do the right thing. We've had yeah. so many years of, you know, no talking, you know? Just call and say, hey, you know, because I'm not going to put our business out there, but right. there's been incidents with visiting and stuff like that where they never went right, you know? So I just want to call and establish some principles, some, some, you know, rules, you know what I mean? And that's it. And she could take them, you know? It's no problem.
0: Right. Now, there's, there's one thing that I feel us through. We call... Um, <clears throat> Like we we could all agree with that we all have had had amazing uh, grandmothers, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, my, my, my grandmother, she was she was one of a kind, man. She was a special lady. But uh, the mistake that I made, like towards the end, was once I got older, I I kind of drifted a little bit too much apart from my family. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a man. That's what men do. But I exaggerate a little bit too much. Yeah. And um, I say all that to say that she passed away, and I mean, I was I was very sad, bro, because. I felt guilty. Like, man, you know, I should have I should have took her out to eat more. I should have spent more time with her. I should have just ate, you know, one, you know, anything that she was cooking. Yeah. Point is I should have spent more time with her, right? Yeah. And that's a guilt that I feel. And I mean, obviously, you know, do boy, I know your grandmother recently passed away. Yeah, I'm sorry. To hear and that um thank you, Yeah. Man. So, you know, I just wanted to tell everybody, man, you know, if, if your grandma's still alive, man, hey. Call her right now. Call her. Go so to her house,
2: give her a time. hug.
0: Yeah. Go ahead and like all, all of her pictures on Facebook. Leave a comment, you know shout out to all the grandmothers out there man. because
2: once they're gone they're gone
0: and that's exactly what i want to get to so if there's anything that you could tell your grandmother that she was listening what would it be
2: <sighs> she knows i love her i love you with all my heart you're my queen i would die for you to have you know what i mean I, I i love you with all my heart all those moments see me i was on tour when she died i mean no i was on tour when she had her stroke And I hurried up and flew back and she gave me three days to be with her. And then she passed and, uh, she got to see my face on the bus and, you know, and, um, and, uh, it was, it was devastating, bro. But up until that point, see, I I was selfish. I, I, I interviewed her six months before she died and she spoke at her own funeral. You know, I, I put a whole thing and I said, I want you to speak at your own funeral. And, um, and I, of course, had her do a message for me. And uh, I couldn't say goodbye. With There's so many people. How many people do we know that say, I don't even remember their voice. I can't remember their voice anymore. I, I had a conversation with someone. And they're like, my, my, you know, they've been gone for 10 plus years, 15 years. already. I don't remember what they sound like. Excuse me. I said, you don't have video of them or anything? No, I don't. And there's a lot of people that don't. So... I, I couldn't let her go without having her voice on record. I had a professional cameras interview her, everything, bro. And uh, she pretty much told the family she that to love each other, you know what I mean? Because she was the, the last pillar of the family. And, and just like we all ex- expected or suspected, the family don't really talk to each other no more. Nobody talks anymore, you know? Um, I used to always bring her milkshakes and she was my queen. And and just like you, I have regrets too. I, I strayed for a long time as well, you know, but don't hold it. Don't hold yourself, you know, to feel bad because we have to find ourselves as we get older, we become young men. We have to go out there. We have to fuck up. We have to do this. We have to do that. That's where we gain our life experience. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, the, and they understand that just like, you know every baby bird has to leave the nest eventually you know yeah. what i mean and fly and then eventually they'll you know probably come back but they have to spread their wings and fly we all have to fly and a lot of us you know we go through shit we do drugs we drink we party we do this and we lose ourselves for a couple years until we you know something happens to us you know or, or whatever and we or we just wake up one day so you know your grandma i'm sure she understood you know what i mean and she knows she loved you know you loved her and uh and uh but if my grandma was here and watching just you know i just you know, I talk to her all the time, you know. I, I love her, I love you with all my heart and I hope that uh that one day I see you again. And that's the reason why one of the main reasons why I, I, I turned to God, you know what I mean? Because I didn't wanna leave this earth one day and not and not see you again. You know, and I would cry to you on your grave and I would say, Please tell me if I'm walking the wrong path. You know what I mean? I used to be very negative and very uh very into that fucking dark shit, you know what I mean? And uh I would tell her, you know, and that's that's what hurt me too, because she would look at me and say, "You're my angel, you're 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 my good boy, you're, my, you're you're the love of my life." You know, like I was her favorite grandkid. She used to call me her eighth kid because she had seven. And she would look at me and say, "You're you're you're my sweet boy," and and it would make me cry, bro, because I know I was nothing, nowhere near yeah. sweet. I was fucking bitter. You know what I mean? I was not. You know what I mean? I was not a nice dude. Yeah, but that was my queen you know what I mean so you know I love her with all my heart I have grandma's boy I have her I have her portrait right here I have her name right here you know what I mean that's,
0: yeah. that's dope man that's, that's beautiful yeah, there's, yeah. I, as you said that I'm, I'm thinking of this picture I don't know if you guys seen this you know on Instagram but there's like a <laughs> devil but the devil is, is, is hugging his, his grandma and obviously the grandma as he, she's looking past the fact that he's a devil still showing yeah. Him yeah. love like, you that's know, what I
1: was gonna say it goes back to what you said earlier about the unconditional love you know like, you said, like, you call me a sweet boy and I'm nothing like that. But even yeah. if she knew that, she wouldn't care, bro. Like, that's just how grandmas were, you know? Like, that's how both my grandmas are, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's they've...
2: the beautiful thing about grandmas. Because your parents can be good parents, but you never will get that love like grandmas love. Grandmas I don't know. I have some homies with some fucked up grandmas, though. I'm like, Dash your grandma. That's fucked up. <laughs> like, she's fucking mean, bro. You know? But, but for the most part, they're sweet. They're loving. You know what I mean? And... uh You know, there'll never be another, you know, another like her, you know, and I'll always treasure that love in my heart and um, and keep that love in my heart. Because now that I'm older and I'm wiser and I want to walk a more righteous path, I have to use her as an example of how I want to love. You know, I mean, I never had love in my whole life. You know, I mean, it was always tainted. It was always uh, always uh, distorted. You know, I mean, so now that I'm a father. And i want to walk a more righteous path and and live with love i i have to keep some of those things in mind you know of how i want to be and uh and use her as an example she was just so loving and kind and that's what i'm trying to do in life You know, i'm trying to flip my whole script i don't want to be known as a negative person i don't want to be known as a as an angry person a hateful person a bitter you know what i mean i want to be known as oh, that smitty he's the nicest dude ever man you know like I want to be known as something completely different, you know, reinvent myself, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's that's dope, man. Honestly, this is deep, and I appreciate you opening up and, you know, ex- telling us everything that I was growing up. Yeah. Right? But um, obviously, again, when I first met you, bro, I met you on the field. By that, I mean, I met you hustling. You know, I want to give a shout-out to VOTG. Shout-out to Bozo. You yes, know, sir. that's... that's uh, homies. Yeah, votg as family right there. But I met you, bro. Met you you had a big-ass camera red camera putting in work like i said you could tell when somebody's focused and and, and right there bro it was strictly professional yeah but i want to add i say that to ask you this
2: i want to know ex- when was the first your first experience with a camera okay so i did music for so many years right i did music for so many years and uh, this is where i want to make the message to everybody listening to to relate it to themselves you might think you have uh, your path set. You might think you might have your your journey set. Like, oh, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be this, whatever. And you're doing it, and something you have a fallout, and you and you and it drops off from beneath you. You know what I mean? And don't think of that of your world as, as your world being over, because I did music, and that's all I ever wanted to do was just create and produce. And I was with a, a music team, and um, they were like my family. You know what I mean? I I rep that shit like a fucking gang. You know what I mean? And, um, we had a, we had a big fallout and it was, um, it was because of that, that made me pick up a camera. So I have to thank, you have to thank the struggle sometimes because in the times of struggle and in the times of, of, uh, of, you know, falling out in dark times, you find yourself and you find a new path, you know what I mean? So once that happened, I picked up a camera and I started doing my own stuff and, uh, you and know, it was, and it was also half of, uh, you know, not wanting to pay. You know what I mean? To you know, people at the time, music videos were super expensive. You know what I mean. So I was like, I'm going to teach myself this, and um, that was like uh, in 2017, 2016. You know, I started uh, with the little Canon Rebel. You know, and um, it really just grew from there. You know, Um, fast forward. You know, uh, last year, two years ago. You know, um, I sold a lot of my stuff. You know, because quality's always been my my number one priority you know if you're gonna do this let's do it right you know um i sold Mm -hmm. i had a beautiful 64 impala i had a beautiful lincoln town car all hooked up i sold my i sold the 64 that was my dream car i bought it for my 30th birthday right after my my grandma passed away i bought it so that maybe it would fill a hole or something but it never filled anything um so i ended up selling it um and i ended up getting like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment, you know, red cameras, badass fucking TV, prime movie lenses, um, everything, man, you know, and uh really just said, fuck it, man. If I can't bet on myself, then who's gonna bet on me? You know what I mean? And uh invest in yourself, everybody, you know, invest in yourself. You know, don't be afraid, you know, uh at the end of the day if you fail, then it's not really a failure. It was a learning experience and now you have another uh you know, have more knowledge of how not to do it the next time, or you, you just learn, you know what I mean? You learn life experiences, you, you, you learn. So don't take it, you know, um, as a bad thing, you know what I mean? Just see it as another trial leading up to your greatness, you know? Um, but yeah, so I sold everything, man. I sold all my stuff, jewelry, I sold cars, I sold, you know, I sold everything, bro. And, uh, I put all bets on myself and, um, I want to just, because it was right after the pandemic. So right when everything started happening again, uh, which was what, 2022, right? 2022 was like, everything was back to normal a little bit, you know? I just hit the ground running, bro. And um, I was doing a lot of free shit for so long, bro. So long. And then finally, I started, you know, my work started getting out there more. And, uh, you know, the music videos and the fast edits, what I really got my name for is the 24-hour turnarounds, bro. I was doing sick-ass music videos. and you know, 24 hour turnarounds Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and then, um, eventually, uh, I met up with Blanca from Bobby D presents and, uh, she put me onto the concert game. I never thought I'd film concerts, bro. I never wanted to fucking film concerts, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I just ended up being really fucking good at it, you know? And fast forward till now, it's like, I've gotten my name out there so well, you know, I'm working with such amazing big artists and everything else like that. And, um, it's been, it's been a real blessing, bro. And, uh, I'm just so thankful to God. I'm humble. Um, I used to be a cocky son of a bitch too. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, these days I don't want to have not one cocky, you know, uh, in my body. Right. You know what I mean? I give all the glory to God. I give all the credit to God and I never take any credit. Everyone's like, man, you're so amazing. Your work's so awesome. I said, it's all God, bro. Because put that ego away because he took it all away. See, we haven't even we didn't talk about that. We skipped a lot of fucking little things, you know what I mean? But I, I ended up being all by myself. I lost the music team. I lost everything. You know, what I mean, I had nothing going for myself. God pretty much took it all away. If you don't
0: know? if you don't mind me asking, why did you guys have that fallout?
2: Uh it was creative differences, bro. You know what I mean? I wanted to establish myself, but still be a part of that team. It's like you saying, um, oh, you know, we've been this for so long. I want to, I want to start my own thing, but Somebody I still want to be with you because yeah. you're family, but I want to, you know, uh, establish myself with my own brand. You know what I mean? I have no problem ripping the home team, but I want to have my own stuff going on. You know what I mean? I created sick minded records, you know what I mean? And I wanted to have my own, but that person didn't want to, um, didn't want to have that. And eventually it did, you know, we, he was cool with it, but it's just, you know, it just didn't work out. You know what I mean? And, uh, but much love and respect to them. He's actually pretty pretty well-known in the game and uh, doing a lot of great things. And I wish him love. I wish him happiness. I wish him success. And there's no ill will right here. You know what I mean? Um, I'll just say a shout-out to LP. You know what I mean? Shout-out to Illegal Productions. You know what I mean? Much okay. love and respect to them. Uh, Alex Ibarra. You know what I mean? Uh, that was my big brother for so long. That was family. You know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, maybe one day, if God permits, you know, you never know. i started rapping again you know what i mean i'm 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 working on two albums right now hell yeah i got an album a funk album with dominator coming out soon so all funk you know what i mean um and then i'm also doing another uh solo album uh for rap so far i got like five tracks of cocaine i'm getting sugar free on some shit you know um i gotta you know i'm working on some stuff with the homegirl squishy you know my homegirl squishy right here um you know, I, I'm doing an EP for her. I got some sick-ass beats, bro, bringing back some real fucking hip-hop shit. And uh, I'm excited, bro. You know, uh, I never thought I'd rap again, to be honest with you. I've been producing for years, so I, I always stay producing beats. But um, I never thought that I would rap again, you know. And uh, me being, you know, I've, I've been going to church and everything for the last two years. That really changed my life all around. And I'm grateful to God for it, for me to even, you know, uh, wake up like that. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party. I don't do none of that stuff these days. I just try to just to work and stay righteous and be a good father. You know what I mean? Um you know, um life is beautiful these days even though you know, I go through my, I have my moments and I go through some things, you know, I feel in this in this in this industry you're very uh you know, our 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 titles were very undervalued for sure.
0: Now One of the reasons why I'm, I mean, me being a photographer as well, one of the reasons that I I love to go ahead and take pictures is because I feel it's it's very therapeutic to me and I could be at a concert, I could be anywhere and it's crazy, like, I'm ignoring, I'm I'm ignoring, like, whatever it is where I'm at, it's like I see past it because I'm so focused on the lens and trying to capture just just that right picture, right? And again, it's therapeutic to me. Now, um, is... I mean, obviously, you know, you're a videographer, but now you're going back into music. So what I'm trying to ask is, is does music make you feel a little bit better than, than you do,
2: you know, recording? Or You want to know the truth? M- music was my first love. Okay. That was my first heart. Music saved me. If I didn't have music, I probably would have fucking, I probably would have died for sure. Either by my own hand or someone else's hand. You know what I mean? Because, uh, like I said, it was dark times growing up. Music saved me when I, when I was in 11 years old or, yeah, 11 years old, I was in a, and I was in a place, in a facility, and uh, my roommate uh, introduced me to poetry. You know what I mean? And ever since then, it's been on since then, writing poetry. But to get to your question is, um, it's not the same no more, bro. It's not the same. Music was my first love, and I still love making beats. I still love to create, but it's not my world anymore. I feel my world is my, you know, like my son. And I feel like my world is uh, filming. It's filming now. It's, an, it's the new passion. It's the new spark, the new flame underneath your ass that keeps you fucking excited in life. You know what I mean? Um, and music's just not the same no more. Yeah. I'm doing it because I feel like I'm in a position right now. Like I'm, I'm meeting up with a lot of these bigger artists, and I'm like, hey, let's work something out. You know what I mean? Like I got these fucking movie cameras, and I'm doing sick-ass work let's 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 trade some fucking work for work you know let's do it and that's yeah. how i've been doing a lot of this shit bro and i got some huge fucking videos coming up soon it's really gonna blow every like fucking blow everybody's mind the artist that i'm working with you know what i'm saying And it's like they're legends bro and i'm just so grateful for that and it's just crazy how just you know when you put god first how everything yeah. just aligns itself you know but yeah music's not the same no more bro but i still love it it's just I don't get that feeling like I do filming
0: now. Something something that you said, bro. Um, you said when you first started recording, people obviously you did a lot of stuff for free. Yes, but sometimes that's what we need to do for exposure. Sometimes, Absolutely. sometimes, like you said, that's an investment that you do on yourself. Yes, you gotta do stuff for free. You that have way to you get your work out the there, time. and and you're able to to establish relationships. Right now, right now, I feel like your foot is on on the gas, bro. It's, it's, you got your foot on the pedal. You're constantly everywhere. Um. How do you find the time to do that? Like, like, are you are you fully
2: committed to recording? Do you still have a job on the side? I film full time, bro. I haven't had a real job in years. You know, what I mean, I haven't had a real job in years. Uh, it pays the bills. It does everything. I'm always traveling. You know, I'm flying out in a couple of days, and right when I get back, I'm flying out again. You know, what I mean, um, it, I'm always traveling, always doing things. But uh, yeah, man, it this this is pretty much what it is, bro. You know and uh, to anybody watching who, who it doesn't have to be photography, it doesn't have to be videography, it, does, it can be you making cupcakes and shit. You want to make your own cupcake business. Stay consistent. You owe it to yourself to stay consistent to yourself and keep doing it. It might cost you money, it might it might drain your bank, but if it's your passion, you know? You're gonna you I'd rather you put your your ten thousand hours to master something within yourself than to give it to somebody else working for a job. You know what I mean? We're in the years of entrepreneurship, you know what I mean, where you gotta you gotta be your own boss. You know what I mean? Live your life to the fullest and 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 feed your, your passion, feed your dreams. You know what I mean? Uh keep making those cupcakes keep 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 going to barber school cut all the homies hairs in the neighborhood until you can save up some money to go to barber school and then do it legitimately keep perfecting your craft keep perfecting your craft because i guarantee you once you once you master it you're going to be great at what you do and there's a market for everybody out here we just got to find your market you know what i mean and and believe in yourself always believe in yourself you know what i mean never never doubt yourself and it'll all come together. You just got to take that leap. You just got to jump and just do it. Just do it. Me selling everything, me, my dream car, me doing all, spending all that money, I haven't recouped it back yet. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money. $150,000, that's a lot of money. But you know what? I'm on my way. And I understand the process. And that's the last thing I got to say. Trust the process. Trust the process. You know what I mean? keep grinding, keep grinding, keep getting your work out there, keep getting people to know that you exist, to know your work. Like like we were saying, we did a lot of stuff for free. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you have to do that. You can, you can get paid to film a certain somebody, but there's another artist there, still film them anyway and do them a recap. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, there's so many artists that I've, I've been paid to shoot, but then I'll stay for the other five artists and I'll make them reels And, and, and the people who actually got paid to do their reels, I blow them out the water, you know what I'm saying? And then I get exposure because they end up posting mine and see how you would have did if, if, see, I would have never gotten that exposure if I never would have put in the work and did it. So I'm just, what I'm saying sometimes you got to just go and go the extra mile for yourself in order to get that exposure. And a lot of stuff's done for free in the beginning, you know what I mean? But that's your investment toward yourself. That's you perfecting your craft. That's you, you know what I mean? Putting in that, that work for yourself. No doubt. I wanted to ask, bro, because,
1: uh, you know, you, went, you said you went from music to, like, photography. Yeah. Was there, like, a certain moment since, like, the second you picked up a camera that you, like, felt like, okay, this is it? Like, was there, like, just uh, whether it was a shoot or, like, a photo shoot, video shoot or, like, yeah. just one moment where you were, like, okay, this is what I love. This is what I'm going to do. And, like, this is what I'm going to take on.
2: It was one of the first music videos that I did. I realized how good I was. Not even knowing the program. Nothing. Just the way I got the shots, I think I think one of the first uh music music videos I did it was like it had to be like maybe the I don't, don't want to say the first, but within the first five or six and it was at that point where I realized like damn I'm actually really good at this and i'm self-taught I've never done this before um the edits were like super clean and dope, but the quality didn't match. The, the eye, that's when I started, when I was doing the truck driving, that's when I started dumping a lot of money into new cameras and seeing that my, my looks are starting to get a little better and yeah. better. And you have to, this, this fucking field will drain you, you know what I'm saying, financially. It's, a, it's yeah. expensive shit, but it's so good because when you're passionate, you know what I mean? It, it's all for the greater good of the art, you know? Um, but that's when I realized, bro, I was like, man. And that's when the passion kind of switched because I wasn't doing music. And I started filming and editing and I was like, damn, if anybody who's done music and video editing, you're going to see it's the same type of setup from a yeah. DAW, audio, everything except it's video clips instead of audio waves. Yeah. And it's the same slicing and dicing and moving this and moving that and fading in and doing it's the same shit. And I did audio engineering since I was for like 15 years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was, I felt it was like the same thing. And it got me excited because I was like, man, this is like the same world except it's the other hand because video and music go in the same it's the same shit yeah, you know man. I mean you you never I mean we're not in the Charlie Chaplin fucking days where we're just seeing video with no audio. it goes hand in hand audio right. and and videos in the same category yeah, yeah.
1: nowadays artists, you know speaking as artists myself, like we need photographers, you know we need videographers. we need that because I mean, it just helps push the movement forward, you know.
2: Absolutely, you got to capture the moment, and I just want to give you your flowers, big dog. You're amazing. You have amazing photography, oh, yeah, bro. I appreciate you, you man. Thank you, you have amazing photography, good. and I've been giving you credit and props since since I first seen your shit, bro. You're definitely dope, and uh, never stop, bro. You know what I mean? I don't consider myself a photographer, and I don't think I'll ever claim that title. But my pictures are badass, you know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful to God to have for him to give me the the the, the vision. To see things and I'm the kind of guy where uh you can just play me a song or just whatever and I start coming up with ideas like nothing dude like out of thin air and everyone's like dude that's a gift bro like and I don't I don't know where that comes from either dog yeah. you know but um I'm just so grateful bro and I'm I'm so grateful to you know just to be just to do what I love bro
1: and when I, you oh my bad bro. go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. I I was just gonna ask when you're like your creative process so like let's say when you're working on a music video like with the artist do you kind of just like let them tell you what they want or do you feel like you got a like a creative mindset as well for like not just the talent with the camera yeah. but do you feel like you got a good like
2: Oh yeah, creative I think I, I think it's a give and take because going coming a uh, client coming to you asking or telling you what he what he sees for himself yeah and then hearing his budget and seeing what's possible it's a possibility. Yeah. You could say, Oh, I want to do a video in space, but all I got is $2,000 for the video budget. <laughs> that ain't happening, homie. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, of course. That's not happening, you know? Um, but trying to paint the proper visual and give him the right visual for what he can afford. Yeah. you know and try to be as creative as possible and if i can't do that then we have to match it you know what i mean that's okay i like it oh i like this idea i like where you where you're where you're going with this but unfortunately we don't have fifty, sixty thousand 60 thousand dollars to get this thing but how about we do this instead that's going to save us some money we you just get a couple family members or friends to help me and and, and do what i tell them to do when we're on set recording and that'll help out with the crew costs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we can still achieve this look by doing this instead, but it's the same type of thing. But it it's you know, it, it you know, it's not gonna cost like that. So um oh, definitely, definitely brainstorming and freestyling um ideas, you know. What I mean, it definitely uh yeah, it, it comes in handy, man. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, man, it's pretty dope. Hell yeah.
0: Looking at your work, man. I
2: mean, I see Snoop
0: Dogg, I see MC Magic, I see uh cocaine. I see a lot of top-tier artists that you're working with right now. Um, do you still get nervous? Uh, um, because me personally, bro, I get nervous every shoot. Every time I go link up with somebody, deep down, I'm nervous. I don't know if that's just the ambition that I have to... Uh, that I, I apply pressure on myself that I want to do great. But me, I'm always <laughs> nervous. And sometimes, like, it's crazy because Doughboy Tony... Uh, he performed in Santa Ana at, at, at what the the, the Yost or, at the Yost, yeah, at the Yoast, right? I was just there. So my boy was rocking the stage, and and it's crazy because obviously me, you know, just recording him, but then it hits me like, fuck, boy, everybody's looking at me like, <laughs> oh shit, you know, and and but like I said, uh, seeing you because obviously I mean I was taking pictures, but me. I, I study a lot of a lot of photographers, videographers, you know. So I want like for example, I want to give a shout out to to Echoes World, Jeff Reyes, man. Yeah. Like that's that's a big dog, man. That's somebody that I study. I'm constantly studying his work. And if I reach out to him, he's somebody that's that always taps in. So, you know, I want to shout out big bro. But Much um respect. I was looking at you, bro, and and you're for, you're a natural dog. You're you're a natural, you're everywhere. It's like you already Thank know you. what you're gonna do. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean bro,
2: are you nervous or is your fucking when it comes to like shows and everything? No. Um, uh, I, 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 for all the big artists that I filmed, the only one that gets me nervous is MC magic. He's a perfectionist, right? And when you film for him, that's the reason why he don't have a lot of videographers. If you look at his past videos and stuff, he only, he uses a very select few, you know what I'm saying? And, um, he's the only one that gets me kind of like oh man i got i gotta fucking kill it you know what i mean i gotta yeah. kill it and i've done like several videos for him already. that haven't even came out i'm actually flying out uh next weekend to do his video in, in texas you know Hell yeah so that one's gonna be super cool um but that's probably the only one i mean there's one coming up i don't want to say it and jinx it but uh this water doesn't have uh what it is you know what i mean it's gonna be a huge video. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy. And I, I can't even say it. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say who it is because, because uh I don't want to jinx it. But yeah, a lot of big artists um, are we're doing some stuff I and just got uh it. yeah, and uh it's gonna be pretty crazy, man. Uh cocaine's been a blessing, you know what I mean? Uh, super cool to work with. I had squishy work on uh on the last video I did for him. I shot it in three hours, had it back to him eight in 18 hours. It's called the uh, the rabbit hole crazy psychedelic mushroom fucking type video oh yeah badass dude uh that was a great great video um i'm doing his documentary i'm working with him filming his documentary um um man there's a lot of stuff going on man but yeah i'm grateful for everything but mc magic's the only one i get nervous for you know what i mean he gets me like ah oh, because everyone's like so like I'm knocking shit out in 24 hours and him, I'm like, can you just give me a week? And he's like, a week? And I'm like, he's like, all right. I'm like, I just want to take my time. I got to watch it like fucking 300 times and, and, (laughs) and, and and, and just criticize the shit out of it. So by the time it gets to him, he's like, oh, I just want to change this and just change that. And that should be cool. And I'm like, ah, it's
0: crazy because the first time I make conejo, I was nervous, bro. I, I feel like I couldn't, I couldn't say what, what I wanted to say. Just like, starstruck you know yeah. but at the same time it's like okay obviously i want to i want to make an impact yeah i want i, I, I want to do something so dope obviously with my work that he he remembers me yeah but that was tough bro okay i had to take a piss look myself in the mirror and be like, All right. <laughs> like come on bro like remember here, who you are yeah, yeah you're here for a reason you know i probably did like 10 pushes and i was good you know i went out and i put in work but that's why you know i asked that question but honestly big dog man you know uh, i feel like right now you're in your prime you're fucking putting in work. All your work is is classic. Is it's amazing, crystal clear, you know. Like I said, it's it's true that your quality is always there. Now, right now, like right off the bat, right? Like, um, what's because even me when I edit, like you kind of it's like, it's like you kind of gotta you gotta get in the zone, you know. Like yeah. what's what's something that you like to do, you know, when when it comes time to edit, you know, you blast the music in the, you know, like I don't, bro. Um
2: uh, the reason why my turnarounds are so too, is because my computer's so fucking expensive. <laughs> like it 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 eats like 6K, 8K, like nothing. It doesn't even render. Yeah. You don't, there's no rendering. It what, just what computer is this? Like it's a like, custom built. Put me up on game. Uh it's a custom built I just know it has like uh 64 gigs of RAM or some shit. It has like uh the 4090, which is a t- 24 gigabyte fucking video graphics card, which is like the best one right now. And then um i have a shit it's like a five point whatever gigahertz this shit's fast dude it's it's fucking fast it's it's a creator pc what's you what's built, you built it yourself like no nah, hell no uh-huh. i bought it it was okay. like it was like 10 racks what about the program shit. what program are you using right now adobe premiere and da Vinci, uh, resolve for the coloring okay you know um but yeah i don't really have a as soon as i get home from shows from anything else I, I put the memory card, boom, drop it, takes like an hour, two hours, because the red files are like fucking terabyte, you know what I mean, for one shoot, you know what I mean, so it's like, uh, so I'm just dr- letting that load in, second it's done, I'm slicing, and then just, you know, doing, I don't really, a lot of people, some people take breaks, some people take like, you know, I'll be in there in blink of an eye, I'll be eight hours later, you know what I mean, um, yeah man, I don't really have a, a process, but that is the process technically just dumping editing boom boom right. i don't like to hold on to things i i don't like being that guy that does an event or something and be like oh i'll give it to you a couple days, you know i'll get to it in a couple of days now i want to knock it out instantly so that tomorrow i have nothing to do hell yeah or focus on the nether the other video shoot that's happening you know
1: what do you think like you're uh, you know with the whole like camera photography video whatever it is what's your like your main goal like your overall goal like what point do you want to get to i want to shoot movies movies and okay. i want to do
2: it i want to start the process this year and so,
1: I, I know you i know you my bad i know you did music too so like yeah. would that involve you doing the script and everything or do you think you just want to like be there directed or what, what, what do you think
2: um uh I, I probably would work on some things i have a script already okay it's like on some neighborhood shit so i kind of want to steer away from that i would love to do comedy Okay. Like this fool that showed this fool and Hulu. Yeah. That's fucking amazing, bro. Yeah, that's just funny. <laughs> and that's and that's and that's awesome to put uh good homies and camaradas on that have talent and that are real solid ass fools on the street that you can know. that can show that side of them. You know, what I mean I think these days, you know, that's really coming out a lot more. You know, what I mean you have a lot of homies doing comedy and and that's great because now we're, you know, taking the the we're taking a turn from all the fucking. I gotta be fucking chingon all the time. I gotta be hard, yeah. nah, foof, It's okay to fucking laugh and fucking wear bunny ears and hop around and, and fucking make a make a clown of yourself because you know you're solid, homie. So just to be yeah. funny and make people laugh and give them a you know brighten yeah, up people's yeah. days. You know that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. No you damn. know what I mean to let go of all that other fucking that stigma. You know stigma, what I mean. Stigma, yeah. But um, yeah, bro. That's that's the goal, and then I have an, an ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to have my own facility, my own compound. I'm going to have okay. studios recording studios, multiple. I'm going to have photo rooms, podcast rooms, rooms just like this, four or five deep that people just literally just show up, hook their laptop laptop to, and, and it's Get ready to, to go. That's oh, yeah. it. And then I want to have warehouses in the back uh, that you can pull your car and I want to have prop studios, courthouses, jail scenes, whole modules. I want to have modules where that, you know, uh, movies, TV shows can actually use the actual jail. You know what I mean? Um, I know they use actual abandoned jail facilities or abandoned blocks, you know, but for other people with lower budgets or whatever, you know, I wanna I wanna be able to have a, a compound and a facility that generates itself where now it's no longer for me to use, it's you and little Timmy that just bought a camera that has a client that wants to take photo shoots, or this person that, that has that has a brilliant podcast idea but has nowhere to go and doesn't know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you just pay one fat flat fee. And now you have all this that you can work with. No you know no. what I mean? You have access to everything. And, and, and uh, now every single videographer, photographer, audio engineer, artist can now use my facility for their own clients, for their own gain. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the ultimate goal. Hell yeah,
1: bro. That's the ultimate goal. That's what's up. Because at that point, it's like you're creating a whole empire. That's you it. Know, it's a not, one-stop shop. Yeah. And you're not limiting yourself to anything. You know, it's just. You got everything you need and now you, you're gonna have
2: a whole team around you and it's exactly and 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 it's always gonna it's always gonna make money because it's not relying on my business my connects it's everybody else who has their own business that has their own lane yeah. using the facilities for their own clients for everything else it's all about providing an atmosphere and the right u- utensils that can benefit their hustle their business you know what I mean and 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 satisfy their clients using my facility and it's always going to end sticking to an in-house um resource you know what i mean on uh you need models okay we have i have a, a, a hundred model uh, models on on deck you know what do you need what, what are you looking for you want white you want chinese you want black you want mexican what do you need what, what race do you want yeah uh thin small fat short what do you need they're all on deck and they're all ready to work. And 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 any business that they recommend, it goes to us. And we sh- we share resources. We oh, recommend yeah. each other. You know, oh, you need an audio engineer? Okay, cool. I got one right here. I got you know, uh, just everything. You know, like um, keeping everything in house. You know, yeah, what I mean, and, and and uh, it's it's. I I just feel like that's the ultimate goal. But yeah. but where I'm at right now is I'm I'm kind of tired of doing music videos. I'm kind of tired of filming shows and. I want to push myself further. I have these cinema movie cameras, these reds, and I want to push myself. So anybody out there who's watching, do you have a script that's that's dope that you think that's worthy? Shoot it to me, man. Let's talk. Let's have dinner. Let's go, you know, chit chat it up. And if it's worthy and I think it's hilarious and it's funny, and you have some characters in mind, let's let's film it, man. Let's do it. I've always wanted to do a show, a goal too, once I'm more successful, where people submit short, short stories. And every month, we do a new short film. Five, ten minutes a short film. You know what I mean? And it keeps it interesting where people can submit their stories, and we just make little, little stories out of them, little film stories. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's but, a um, idea. but, yeah, man, um, that's the ultimate goal. That's dope, bro.
0: That's dope. You got to manifest it, man. And one thing I always say, speak it to existence, bro. So... You know, let's 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 make it happen. Absolutely. And I mean, if there's anything that I could do to assist with anything that you ever need, man, you already know I'm
2: right here. Hey, well, when I need a photo shoot, bro, when I do my album shit, I'm going to hit you up, bro. I told you I wanted that, too, when I started yeah. doing my shit because I don't have no professional pictures of myself yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So I definitely want you. Uh, you have amazing work, brother. Amazing work.
0: Appreciate you, man. And, and you know, again, bro, you could have been anywhere else, but you're right here kicking it with us. And that really means a lot. If there's anything that we didn't get to ask you that you want to talk about that maybe you want to say before we, we wrap it up?
2: Um, man, I just want to say, uh, stay true to your dreams, you know, stay true to yourself, love yourself. You know what I mean? Um, uh, just, just stay true. You know what I mean? No matter what's, you know, up again, you know, that's against you in life or what's holding you back or anything else like that. Just know that, that it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. Stay true to your heart. You know, what I mean, things happen to us all the time in life and we feel like we have to make ourselves, you know, more, you know, change ourselves. Like a guy, you know, did you wrong or whatever like that. And now you feel you can never trust a guy again and you just shut off that whole avenue to your life. Don't do that. If you're a good person and someone did you wrong, God bless them, man. Forgive them, not for them, for you, because you don't want to hold on to that stuff. You know what I mean? You don't want to hold on. That shit destroys us from the inside. But stay true to you. Still be a good person. But just be smarter who you give your energy to and who your time to. You know what I mean? Look for the signs. Look for those red flags. You know what I mean? But always stay true to your heart. You know what I mean? Uh, Never stop being a good person because someone does you wrong. You know what I mean? And uh, if you're doubting yourself in life and wanting to do something, pursue something in life, this is your sign to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, Don't sleep on yourself. You know, life is beautiful. You're beautiful. You know what I mean? And uh, no matter what you've been through or what you're going through. Life is gonna be good. Life is gonna be okay. You know what I mean. Just be strong. Stay solid through the storms. You know what I mean. Don't fold under the pressure. You know what I mean. And uh, and even if you do, it's okay to fall. The fall don't define us. It's what we do after we fall that defines us. How we get back up and how we carry ourselves. You know what I mean. So love yourself, and it's gonna be all okay. And uh, yeah, uh, there's so much we could talk about, but I understand we're on you know uh, short on time. But uh, I want to say thank you both. And uh, thank you so much for allowing me to be on here. And uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you guys. And I'm, I'm just so humbled just to even be doing this again in life and uh, for God to be blessing me to, you know, um, make these moves happen because they're not on me. You know, I mean, I get random phone calls for opportunities and I'm just like this just it just fell into my lap. So much just falls into my lap no doubt you know and i'm just so grateful for it all and i want to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for interviewing me and taking the time and you know making me uh a priority for your day to to interview me and i'm so thankful for you guys now we appreciate you coming through man yeah most time. definitely
0: i mean you know like i said bro your work speaks for itself you're putting in work we see it everybody sees it and man i appreciate you man you know we got greatness you know you guys wanted good content we have good content absolutely With that being said man i want to give a shout out to my mentors Shout out to jeff reyes you know shout out to my pops big notorious my beautiful mother patty lopes my uh my beautiful daughters uh mia moore maya mooney daddy loves you if you know nobody loves you out there just know notorious one loves you with that being said the boy tony man take us out hey appreciate everybody who taps in man you know it's what's the word every wednesday on american
1: Solo. i hope you guys like the guest the homie smitty came through spit some real shit, man much love to the homie for coming out here, you know, put, putting some of the viewers on, on game.
0: So appreciate everybody who tuned in, man.
2: Much love.